Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 49. Today, we're going to be recapping all the major Disney Plus and movie news that came out of D23 this past weekend, Disney's version of Comic-Con. Uh, but first of all, Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm chilling like a villain, bro. Chilling like a villain. Ooh, it's been a very eventful week, and I'm just, or whoa. I'm always like my weeks are weird because I, I I don't get like a day off until like generally speaking between sometime between Monday or Wednesday. So like it feels like my week starts like either Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> so by the time I get all the way around, I'm like, man, it's been a week where everybody's like, man, I love that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um I'm in the same boat, man. Since July, I've had Two days off. Jeez. Yeah, I work seven days a week. I mean, why not at this point, right? Yeah, but at least we've got a lot, and I mean a lot of stuff to talk about today. Like we said, D23 is our main discussion, so that's going to be a lot of news-oriented stuff. But kicking us off is something that was originally released at D23, but didn't get released to the wide audience on Monday, and seem to take the internet by storm. And that is, I wouldn't even say it's a trailer. It is a new look at Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, but what a look it is. Josh, what are your thoughts on this first look? What in particular stands out, I have a guess. Um. I firstly, I think I they set the tone for what the what they were trying to communicate very well by like what was that the first minute minute and a half of it was just all from the from every movie bef- up to this point basically. Yeah, and I like that uh, musically it sounds like all the other movies, but not like a. Yeah, epic finale remix version of exactly. even it's, more orchestral and even bigger in scope. Yeah, they, it and so it was. It definitely felt like okay, this is Rise of Skywalker is supposed to be the end of the of this whatever you know this story of Anakin and Luke and now Ben and Ray. Um, this is this will be the end of this story, which uh, I know some people are getting really emotionally invested in that, and they're just like, "It's the end of this Star Wars story." But I'm just going in the back of my mind. Maybe it's because I'm somewhat of a cynic. I'm just going, "You do know we're getting more Star Wars movies, right?" But also, yeah, this is now the third time this quote unquote Skywalker series has ended the original trilogy that was it we're not getting any more than that prequels happened that's it that's the end of star wars now we're supposed to believe this is the end yeah i mean i see your point the the thing that i think is different now is that disney seems interested in making other star wars movies that are not skywalker so that gives me a little bit more hope is the wrong word but expectation that this will be the end of this story and then we will, we're going to be moving on from here to other stories so yeah, yeah it's not I, the it's not the end of star wars at all and i, I think some that. people are treating it that way yeah 
some people are treating it like it's the end of Star Wars, not just like we're getting a new trilogy nonetheless, not even three years from now. So and not, let's I'm not, not even talk about the Mandalorian either. Yeah, we'll talk about Mandalorian and Star yeah, yeah. Wars and Clone Wars. Star Wars is yeah. going to live on. It's not like the end of Return of the Jedi or even end of Revenge of the Sith where we're just like, well, we go back to not having Star Wars for a while. St- no, Star Wars isn't going anywhere. Uh, yeah. Now for the footage itself. Um, um, we'll talk about the thing that everyone's talking about in a little bit. Um, but besides that, was there anything else that really stood out to you in this new footage, Josh? Um, not particularly a lot. And they've been doing a good job of this. And I appreciate it of trailers wise. They're giving us new footage, but they're getting we're getting it out of context. So we have no idea what this footage means. Just what is, you know, oh, hey, this this, and that's actually kind of how I feel about the scene that I know you and I are about to talk about is like, it's cool, but like, we don't know the context of it. So it could be something that we're not expecting it to be. True. Um, My, and it's a concern. My only concern, my major concern, and it's a concern that I've had ever since they announced JJ would be doing Return of the Jedi, it not Return of the Jedi, uh, Rise of Skywalker, is JJ is not known for doing endings. He's yes. excellent at starting and middle stories, and then someone else typically has to end his stories. He started Lost, and we know how that went. He wasn't involved with the yep. ending. Um he did the first two Star Trek movies, which I love, and then Beyond happened, which is also great, but definitely not J.J. Abrams. But also those movies aren't necessarily one overarching narrative like this trilogy is. Um, yeah. But there's certain things that I'm very, very curious about. Um, my favorite shot, besides the one that we'll talk about in a little bit here... Um, is one that, in all honesty, I missed this detail the first time, first three times I watched this trailer. Um, that shot of all those ships in the storm, which just looks gorgeous, oh, by yes. the way. Um, it I didn't notice this until somebody pointed it out to me. Those are Imperial Star Destroyers, not First Order ships. Yeah. And I'm going, oh? And I think... I forget who said it. Maybe it was Jeremy Johns suggested that maybe the finale is a triple threat match between the First Order, the Empire, and the Rebellion. So what you're saying is... The Emperor trying to reclaim his throne versus Supreme Leader Kylo Ren versus the Resistance. So, but then when is the where's the Empire been this whole time? Maybe Emperor is slowly building it in the shadows. I mean, yeah, that's... Which, speaking of Emperor in the shadows, I this is now two times that we've gotten different material about from Rise of Skywalker, and I think it is very interesting that neither time we have seen only heard from Palpatine. That is true. I don't know if we're actually going to physically see Palpatine in this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you and I both 
had that assumption anyway. I think Palpatine will be in it, but maybe it's a voice or a spirit or a young actor. There's, I won't go down that road because it might be potential spoilers, but there may be some other people that are Palpatine. Interest, like like a possession kind of scenario? Not a possession. Think mm, younger actors, like maybe flashback or something. Oh, okay. I, I get, I get what There's you mean. There's an now. actor that was initially cast that their name has been removed from all the, um, like casting sites. So maybe they want to keep that a secret, what their role is. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I think it is very telling that we have not physically seen Emperor Palpatine in either of the footage yet. But that could just be they don't want to give it away yet. Which they've, they have done a very good job. Yes, it makes it makes us want to get some answers, especially as we'll talk about it now. That ending where you see Ray in a dark hooded robe with some people are giving it crap already. I think one of the coolest lightsaber designs in a while, honestly. Well, okay, so we always knew, like, if she was to ever make her own lightsaber, I always felt like it would have to be a double blade. Yeah, just I have been saying that her... since The Force Awakens, because yeah, she's a better just... staff fighter than a lightsaber fighter. Exactly, and so why not? Why would that not reflect that? Like, why would her lightsaber not reflect her personal fighting style? That's always been how how that works. Which I know some people have been making fun of. Um, it's a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it looks awesome. Like, it just, I think I'm gonna go back to my uh, my uh, go to excuse here. I think that Star Wars fans are the worst fans. Which I love that it's the quote-unquote diehard fans that are just like, that's a stupid lightsaber. That wouldn't exist. Um, Actually, they used it in Rebels a few times. The Jedi Guard did. So y'all can uh, shut up now. Yeah, I think the lightsaber looks cool. Actually, my only complaint with it is the blade itself looks kind of thin. I wouldn't see. I would agree with that, but that would be my really my only complaint because, like, I'm thinking of it. I don't know the technical term. Maybe I can look it up live here in a second. But um, there is a like a a weapon typically used by Shaolin monks. It's a like a three piece nunchuck, which I thought would be the, the way that the blade swings out might be hold on uh, buy me some time while i while I, I i need to show send this to you just so you know what i'm going for here i think i know what you're referring to the main question people have besides mocking the lightsaber which is just dumb um is is this real or is it a dream like luke had and dagobah uh, I'm yeah. hearing a whole bunch of different theories. I'm hearing this is actually what's happened. Ray turned to the dark side to try and convince Kylo to turn back to the light. Which um, makes no sense. I've heard this is the evil clone Ray because in what? expanded universe, um, Darth Sidious slash Emperor Palpatine made clones and everything else. And I'm just going, mm-hmm, that doesn't sound right either. I'm going with it's a dream, just like Luke on Dagobah. I heard so somebody at um, at work 
told me that that plot details had been leaked. And yeah, that, I'm purposely had, staying away from those. Yeah, okay, so I won't say anything then. Because the, the stuff that he presented was ridiculous, and I really hope that that's not true. Yeah, there's some... I've heard some story beats from way back when, like after Revenge of the Sith came out, apparently George Lucas had plans for 7, 8, and 9 revolving around like Luke's hand and stuff. And I've yeah. always thought that was super dumb and we need to stay away from that. I I know old Star Wars canon, which is not canon anymore now, it's just Legends. There's a lot of clones and um, Emperor Palpatine yeah. had like backup plans. I I don't want to see that. The The thing I have heard... That would that sounds potentially interesting to me, and I don't know how they pull they would pull pull this off. But th- I have heard a theory that that Ray gets turned to the dark side, but it then is also joined by like a secret apprentice of Palpatine and Ky- that, and then they both go after Kylo for being like a fake Sith. Which See, could be that's way too much like, to throw in in a final movie. Exactly that that was also that's also my thought. So like this just confirms have, my that if that whole shot just confirms to me what I've been saying for a long time that in Last Jedi Kylo and Rey should have had a double turn. Yes, I agree, and I feel like that uh, might have actually been JJ's plan. I I, I agree, and I think to do a double turn now I think it almost cheapens the first two movies where you have Ray who is this force of good throughout both movies and to have her turn in the final one like that doesn't make sense to me yeah I think this could just be JJ purpose of just getting us to talk about the movie for a while yes. until the trailer I, comes out because you know he loves his mysteries he does. But the thing is, it just seems so obvious that it's a misdirect that it could actually be the truth, like a misdirect of a misdirect. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that. But you never know. We can, we can only just speculate for the time being until we get an actual trailer, which I, my bet would probably be end of September, early October for an actual trailer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that'll about do it for that um, bit. We'll come back to Star Wars news later for D23. We got some other big movie news. Uh, most of it's good. This one, it's not even surprising at this point. Uh, but Uncharted, the movie <laughs> that I've wanted for a while and has been in development hell for just as long as it's been a video game, essentially, um, has lost its director. Again. I say again because it has lost its director not once, not twice, but five times in this production cycle for this movie. Some of the names that have previously been attached to direct um, are Dan Trachtenberg, who's the director that just dropped out. He did 10 Cloverfield Lane um, before him. Was Night at the Museum, Sean Levy. I thought he would have been a great pick. Sean Levy also did a handful of episodes of season one of Stranger Things. Um, before Sean Levy, it was going to be Joe Carnahan, who did A-Team. Um, then there was some names before him. 
Tom Holland is still attached, and apparently Sony is very keen on getting a new director in by the end of the summer to start filming at the beginning of 2020. I'm, hmm, I'll believe it when I see it. This, I swear, this production is legitimately cursed. Yeah, it, it's tough, dude, because, I mean, I'm going to try and refrain from making the joke of uh, a treasure hunting movie having to hunt for a director, uh, but um, mainly because I'm too lazy for that kind of setup, but it's... I, we started with this podcast with a discussion about video game movies and how difficult they are to get right. And that was uh, when Uncharted still had its set uh, release schedule. Yes, it was. To me, that furthers that point of either A, there's a lot of creative differences happening behind the scenes that we're not aware of, which I am sure there are. Uh, that is apparently why this most recent director yes. quit is yeah. he had creative differences apparently than what the studio wanted in terms of how to portray Sully. Actually, interesting. He okay. was trying. To, he apparently uh, from the reports I've read, he wanted to do Sully more like the video game. Okay. And so they far, were the like, one no. that the only director that I'm okay with them leaving because of how I heard their story pitch was Joe Carnahan, unfortunately. Because, you know, I love me some A Team. Um, but what I heard about his story and what he was going to do with Uncharted, I was okay that he departed the project because he was going on record saying, Oh, when you play the video games, Uncharted is definitely an R rated movie. And I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, did you, did we play the same game? There's some language and some violence for sure, but it's definitely a PG 13 movie. Yeah. I, mm, yeah, I'm not going to agree with that one. Sorry. That's so I'm, if you are Sony, who do you try and get to do this uncharted movie to direct? We already have our leading man for the time being. Who who's left? <laughs> um, that's a joke, obviously. But um, who directed National Treasure? Yeah, Are they busy? I mean, let's just have Nicolas Cage do it. Uh, maybe be Sully, but no, no, no. Direct. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> if he stays on on the project. <laughs> At least the movie will get made. That that's my that's my point right here. That I'll just at this point. At this point, I'll direct it. I don't care. Well, at this point, Sony's going to make the movie regardless. They just need need somebody who's going to fill that spot. So, like, I don't know. It, also, it, it's just weird. Um, poor Tom Holland. He's still attached to this movie, but this news comes within the same week as the whole Spider-Man divorce situation. Poor kid. Yeah. He just can't win, man. No, he really cannot. Through no fault of his own at that. It's it's interesting, to say the least. All right, that should be it for depressing news, at least. Now for some, I would say unexpected, but not necessarily unexpected news. So we haven't talked about The Suicide Squad, or Suicide Squad 2, whatever James Gunn decides to call it. Uh, we have some fun casting news. Now, I don't think either of these casting choices 
are out of left field knowing James Gunn, but I also don't think these will end up being big roles. Uh, so first yeah. up, we have Nathan Fillion, who joins the cast, who's most known for Firefly, Castle, um, but he's been in almost every James Gunn movie. He was in Super, which is very underrated. That's a very entertaining movie. He's even in the first Guardians of the Galaxy of when um, they first... The- when the Guardians first show up in the kiln, there's that big yeah. CGI guy that tries to interrogate um, Star-Lord and then Groot sticks his finger up his nose. That was yeah. the voice. That was Nathan Villian. Uh, so Nathan Villian joined Suicide Squad. And then the one that makes me super happy, but I'm not going to say I'm surprised in the slightest, Taika Waititi himself, the Thor Ragnarok director and Korg himself, Taika Waititi, has been added to the cast of the Suicide Squad in an unknown role. Josh, Yay. which one are you more excited for, Nathan Fillion or Taika Waititi? And which one was more I'm surprising ca- to you? Um, For me personally, just because I wasn't aware as much how uh, Waititi and Gunn were connected, that was more surprising because I was aware of how like Fillion is in almost everything. Um, I did just have a thought of, I know fan casting has been wanting Nathan Fillion to be Booster Gold for, I don't know how long. Oh no, I want him as Hal Jordan. Oh, I agree. But you know, Hey, maybe this is really at this opportunity. This is the opportunity to introduce a, a, a character just randomly. And I'm okay with that, honestly, in this kind of, uh, this kind of, you know, outlet. Um, I will say. I don't think either of their characters survive the movie or make it more than a scene or two. Yeah, so they're basically not going to be anybody that is worth it. Which because is Taika Waititi is like doing two – he's directing two movies after this. So I don't think he'll be in it for very much. That being yes. said, I really want him to be a comedic role. Something that you could kill off quick, but he can make a lot of fun. Like a kite man or a pied piper. Um, yeah. If he wasn't cast already with, um, oh, I forget the actor's name, but Polka Dot Man is already in the movie, that could have been good with Taika Waititi. Or maybe like a Clock King or a Condiment King. Yeah. Any of those like that utterly ridiculous ones, Taika can make it work. Um, as for those that don't know, the connection between James Gunn and Taika, besides the fact that they're both in the MCU, um, Taika... There's a lot of actors that came to James Gunn's defense after he was let go of Guardians 3 before he was ultimately brought back on. But Taika Waititi was almost the first director to have James Gunn's back. Uh, there was some rumor and speculation that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was actually offered to Taika Waititi. And he turned it down because he said, this is James Gunn's baby. I don't think anyone should do it but him. So I would not be surprised in the slightest if this was James Gunn remembering his friends and repaying a debt That's for loyalty. Cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be pretty rad. Um, what I also like about this Suicide Squad though is with Fillion, uh, with with TD, with there's a this is a big cast. With it being a Suicide Squad movie and a lot of C and D list level characters, yep. I'm. Excited to see the fact that they may fully embrace the concept of Suicide Squad of anyone could die at any time because it's going to be a huge cast with a lot of people that we're not familiar with. Ratcatcher, Polka Dot Man, Peacekeeper. 
It's a lot of people we don't know, dude. It, 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 it's going to be interesting, too, because you can As opposed easily... to a Deadshot, a Harley Quinn, a Deathstroke. Yeah. People you know yeah. are going to be on posters and aren't going to die. Yes. So it, it's... Hmm. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for official cast. I'm waiting for, for photos. I'm waiting for trailer to really have any kind of, like, opinion. Yeah, I... Adding Taika and Fillion never hurts. Those guys are great. And especially if he wants to go with in a zany direction, those are just great. I'm fingers crossed Taika Watiti is kite man. Gosh. Just because. It's just like Alright. You know be really funny. I'm dead shot. I'm the greatest marksman. What it's do you do? Slipknot. I can <laughs> Slipknot's dead. That's why it would be so funny if he came back. What if Taika Waititi comes back as as Hangman? Now, see, he's got to be Kite Man. You just have the guy with that's good with bullets, the guy that can throw a boomerang, and what, what's your specialty? I can. I'm really beneficial on a windy day. I can. <laughs> I'm only really good on those circumstances, though. Um, really good at terminal velocity. Jesus, that's I've got razor shot so much. <laughs> like you could just see that character working with a James Gunn script. Yeah, I can. I yeah, I I would totally be. I would. I really want Nathan Fillion to be something of substance, but um, you know, a one-off character is okay. He would. I think he would have been a better Rick Flag than Joel Kinnaman. I agree, uh, but then that wouldn't go with their uh, dynamic that they they were obviously trying to go with. True. Um, Now, as much as I absolutely love and adore um, Taika Waititi, not even he could unseat the news that I am most excited for this week, believe it or not. Um, And that is some big news coming out of Halloween. Um, Several big pieces of news. Uh, First up, the original director, John Carpenter of the 78 Halloween, also did the music for it. And he did the music for the 2018 Halloween. And it seems like he's going to be sticking around musically, at least, as he's going to be scoring both Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. So even if the movies are bad, which I highly doubt they will be, I can guarantee the music's going to be great. Because the Halloween 2018 soundtrack was the best since the original. The music was so good. And I'm so happy to see him come back. Because musically, except for maybe Alan Howarth, um, no one knows the series better than John Carpenter from a music perspective. Yeah, I would agree. Now, uh, next piece that we've talked about before has actually officially been announced. So, uh, Tommy Doyle was one of the characters from the original 1978 Halloween. Um, so Jamie Lee Curtis's character was babysitting two kids, Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace. Um, so now in this new Halloween, we will be getting the return of that little boy, Tommy Doyle 40 years later. And they just cast him in, um, Anthony Michael Hall, who's one of those actors that you've seen him in stuff, but you don't ever remember his name. Um, off the bat, he played Mike Engel, the news reporter in The Dark Knight. That's where I know him best from. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was uh, Rusty in one of the National Lampoon's movies. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know this guy. <laughs> You've seen um, him in stuff, but yeah, we've said Was we want Tommy, Tommy Doyle back, and I'm just glad to see that they are going that route. Um, Tommy was the one that, um, <sighs> he's the little guy that had the pumpkin that she was initially watching before Lindsay got dumped on her too. Okay. So not Paul Rudd's character, right? That, okay. You bring up a good point. Um, Josh is talking about Halloween six, um, which is no longer canon, but still valid to talk about here of that was the first time we saw an adult quote unquote adult. Uh, Tommy Doyle, played by then-unknown actor Paul Stephen Rudd. That was, I think, 1998 or... No, because 98 was H2O. Uh, Maybe 96, I believe. Um, That movie did not do well, and it was mid-20s age, Tommy Doyle. But, um, yeah, they're going back to the well for that character. And we actually talked about Tommy Doyle returning, but Paul Rudd couldn't do it because uh, he's filming Ghostbusters. That's, also, okay, that I remember just having that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Also, Paul Rudd hasn't really aged since <laughs> Halloween. 6. It's not his fault. He's an alien, so he hasn't aged that much since Halloween Six. So Anthony Michael Hall looks a little bit more like a child of 1978. Yeah, no, that I, I, I'll give you that. I'm very excited to see Tommy Doyle. Be, it's just nice to bring back that original core story. Um, bring yeah. back some of the characters. I've for a couple weeks now. I've had a theory. Um, so Danielle Harris uh, played Jamie Lloyd in Halloween four and five, one of the really beloved characters of the Halloween franchise. Um, she was also in the Rob Zombie ones, but she's been on social media really complaining about how she's not in these new Halloween movies, even though she's one of the biggest names in the franchise uh, up until this point. I thought it'd be really really cool. Um, but she may not be quite old enough yet. If she played adult Lindsay Wallace. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not confirmed. Tommy Doyle is confirmed, and I'm just happy to see someone else that has survived Michael's onslaught returning for another Halloween movie. However, if some rumors are to be believed to be true... Tommy Doyle and Laurie Strode may not be the only Haddonfield residents that have survived Michael's uh, attacks that is returning for another bout. This is just rumors at this point, um, but one of the heroes of the very first Halloween, Sheriff Brackett, may be returning, and I am all for that. Really? Okay. Um, the fun, quick fun fact of, so 2018's Halloween scrapped all the sequels, so it's just the first one and 2018 in this new timeline. Even if you included all the sequels, Sheriff Brackett is actually still alive. He's one of the few main heroes that never died in Halloween, ever. Interesting. Because uh, his daughter is named Annie Brackett, who's killed by Michael in the first one. Uh, he just doesn't discover this, though, until the second one, which takes place immediately after the events of the first film. Um, so once he discovers Annie has died, he leaves Haddonfield and retires to Florida. So that way, when Loomis shows up in Halloween 4, he asks where Brackett is, and one of the detectives say, oh, he retired and he moved to Florida years ago. So Brackett actually is one of the only heroes, if not the only hero that we know of in the Halloween universe, that never died. 
and I believe that actor is still alive. I would very much like to see Brackett come back. Yeah, I, I think at this point, now that we've kind of established that this is, you know, kind of a different story in a sense um, than, you know, than all the sequels that are now non-canon, um, it would be interesting to bring back characters and kind of, it's almost the same scenario as um, uh, when they excommunicated the extended universe for Star Wars. I was just it's thinking like, the exact same thing of pick and choose yeah. the pieces that you want. Exactly. Like, okay, yes, so all this stuff doesn't matter anymore. However, we can still bring these characters back and mold them into our the canon universe. Exactly. Like, a theory that I've had is in the new Halloween, um, they've said that Laura has been married two times. And I've thought for a while it would be a great nod to the sequels if one of the people that she was married to was Ben Tramer and one of them was Jimmy the Orderly who was mentioned and helped her out in the second Halloween. And then Ben Dramer's the guy that she had a love interest with in the original, but died in the second one. So in this new timeline, both those guys are alive. And I would like to see both of them reintroduced in this new world, kind of just expanding the Halloween lore and giving a nice tip of the hat to diehard fans. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always down for a tip of the hat. Oh, especially for the hardcore fans. Um, Sticking with horror for at least a little bit more, a movie that I've been super hyped and now I'm even more excited for is Blumhouse's upcoming remake of The Invisible Man, uh, directed by Lee Whannell. Now, as much as I've been excited for it, I'm even more excited because now we get it two weeks early, coming out February 28th, 2020. So this movie is soon... Um, this is awesome to me because this is a ringing endorsement from Blumhouse in my eyes. Yeah. So, cause that was going to be my question is, is this a good thing? Because to me that they're done filming, they just finished filming about two weeks ago. Yeah. I, has there been other instances of, of a company moving a movie up because they have that much faith in it? Maleficent. Just got moved up. It was supposed to come out next year, I think. Huh. But also, yeah, I don't think I have very much faith in Maleficent. But yeah, every once in a while, you'll see point. a studio move up a movie. Weird. Okay. Because yeah, I know we hear a lot about them pushing movies back. But we don't hear often about them pushing them up. Um, but yeah, no, man. It's it, it Especially coming from Blumhouse, I think this does... It does lend to the effect that maybe Blumhouse thinks they've got something really good on their hands and they can't wait to share it. And looking at the team involved, I, I've i thought for a while that they they do have something. Uh, I've said it since they announced their project and announced who all is attached to it. Be on the lookout for The Invisible Man next year because it very well, very well may be the top contender for best horror movie coming out that year. I'll put that on record. Um and I know when we first talked about it, you weren't super familiar with it. But now that you have seen Haunting of Hill House, you know the leading man. Uh, who is the the drug addict brother on Haunting of Hill House? Uh, Was it Jack? No. Ben? No. Ben? I, yeah. No, I think it's Ben. Hold on. Quick Google search online. But yeah, he's he's the he's main. The, he's yeah, he is the invisible man. man. Because I think it is. I think it's Ben. Who, in all honesty, he was one of the best performances in that whole 
series in a series full of fantastic performances. Oh, I agree. I, to, I mean, I, we could go on for a while about Luke. Oh, yeah, 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 Luke. Luke. Yeah, Luke is the main... If, for those of you who have seen Haunting of Hill House, Luke is going to be the Invisible Man, and I am very much down for that. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, I'm super down. I'm always down. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see Blumhouse take on this monster universe now, because... Yes, because if anybody can do it, it's them. Well, not just that, but we haven't had a classic monster movie in I don't know how long. I completely agree. That's something I hadn't even thought about. But yeah, it's so true. Of we get good old like fashioned animal, monsters is always fun. Yeah, I mean, we we get like animal monster. You know, like the the a scary crawl. animal. Yeah, crawl shallows, but uh, forty five meters 47 under meters or whatever. Down. Yeah, whatever that nonsense was. Um, but we don't. We never get like a good monster film. Like we haven't had something like the thing in a long time, which something that I think will work invisible man's favor is it is one of those classic monster movies, but at its core, it's still very much rooted in the humanity of the invisible man. Yes. What drove him to this invisibility, um, and his desire to be normal again. Yeah, exactly. And, but to be fair, uh, that's all good monster movies. Frankenstein is so good because Frankenstein's monster, despite being terrible to look at, is all is searching for his humanity. Oh yeah, I finally watched the original Frankenstein last week, and the whole time I actually felt incredibly sorry for Frankenstein. He literally does nothing wrong except for drown a kid, but that wasn't his fault. You mean the the Frankenstein's monster? I am going to be that guy because Frankenstein's the doctor. So, which also in the movie Frankenstein, the doctor is not a bad person. He's not no. the evil villain that I was expecting him to be. Yeah, he's he's definitely not an angel. Um, he's not book his, Frankenstein. Yes, correct. Um, so transitioning from monsters to. The Age of Gods and Monsters. That's about the best transition I'm going to get out of that. Yeah. Um, Black Adam, if this movie ever gets made, there is now some speculation out there that the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Black Adam movie may feature some very special and very ancient DC characters that I'm all about. And yes, please. So, um... For those that don't know, Black Adam is more or less the anti-Shazam. This boy that says, Shazam! And has all the powers of Superman and then some, and he's super cool. Black Adam is essentially the evil version of that, except 10,000 years older. um, And was more or less like an evil Egyptian ruler. Um, Yeah. And so... He's he's nuts. uh, Yeah. But they're going to try and make him into an anti-hero. But in his standalone movie that's supposedly filming next year, but we've been saying that for years now, um, in the context, if you're set in this ancient Egypt, this makes a lot of sense. Um, there's reports now that we may be getting Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. Uh, yes, man. please. Uh, 
Hawk man, Hawk man, Hawk man. I'm so excited. You have no idea. Oh my goodness. Hawkman's just so cool. But from a storytelling perspective, it's not a leap to put Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. Like, if you put Superman in, it doesn't really make sense. Why would Superman be in 10,000 BC Egypt? Hawkman, on the other hand, has lived for thousands upon thousands of years and always comes back in a different person's body over time. Yes. He well, makes it, a it lot does. of sense. Yeah, and that... Uh, mm-hmm. It also depends on which version of Hawkman you, you you're going to subscribe to. Because don't do the the Hawkwoman and Hawkman don't they, aren't they technically aliens? Uh yeah, from Thanagar. Yeah, so I we'll see what happens, man. I don't really care at this point because uh, like that is the Hawkman is one of the only things that Marvel will not have over us. Um, there's something else. Now this is just my theory. Um. I think there's another character that if Hawkman doesn't show up, this character might, who's currently being rumored, again, it's just a rumor that they may show up in the next Wonder Woman, but if they don't show up in Wonder Woman, I feel pretty confident he'll show up in Black Adam, Nabu, also known as Dr. Fate. Okay, that's, I was like, I know Nabu, I know that name, but yeah, no, that would... Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up. Dr. Fate, I think, makes even more sense than Hawkman. So for those that don't know, and this is going completely over your head, Dr. Fate is somewhat like Dr. Strange, except um, think old, old, ancient Egyptian magic. I mean, Um, technically speaking, Dr. Fate is just the helmet, isn't he? Yes, so Dr. Strange learns his magic over time by being a good student. Dr. Fate, all the power is in the helmet, the helmet of fate. So whoever wears the helmet becomes Dr. Fate and inherits the spirit of this ancient Egyptian spirit called Mm. Nabu, who Uh, is somewhat neutral. He's like a chaotic neutral. Well, see, like that's the that's always the the weird balance of of Dr. Fate is that yes, whoever gets, you know, whoever wears the helmet becomes Dr. Fate, but it's also, it's almost like Ghost Rider. You're, you're stuck with it until you die, which like you, you can't take the helmet off anytime you want. If the wrong person has the helmet of Dr. Fate, that's your villain for black Adam. If you want to make black Adam an anti-hero, you have someone more powerful than him with, the powers of magic and fate. Oh, absolutely. Now, again, this is all hypothetical because I'm still questioning whether this movie will ever actually get made and if The Rock can actually make time in his busy schedule. I, I see, I don't think... I, I think the bigger question is not will it get made, is it's is The Rock still attached to it? Yes, he is. Oh, it's confirmed now? He's still been attached to it for years. Well, I know, but like no, he, he says, hasn't, he said, says he hasn't said anything. Nobody's said anything. And that we've always, you know, the, the general consensus is if Hollywood doesn't talk about it, then it's not a thing anymore. No, he he'll people still ask him about it in interviews and he'll give temp, he'll give somewhat updates on the project. You know what updates he can give? Breaking Bad? I have no feelings about this at all. I didn't think so, but it's worth talking about anyway because there are legions of Breaking Bad fan 
Breaking Bad fans out there. Um, Josh, how familiar are you with Breaking Bad just in general? I've seen the whole show. Have you really? Yes. Okay, I forget who I was watching, but um, for some reason, somebody that uh, I thought was Breaking Bad fan didn't even recognize that that was Skinny Pete that was being interrogated. Oh, well. See, here's the thing, man. I... It's been I watched long? it. No, well, not just that. Like, I watched the show because of all the hype, right? I it didn't watch it because I was like, oh, it looks interesting. I watched it because it was really the only, been the only show in my life that I watched it because everybody else was. And maybe I'm just, you know, at my core of a stupid TV hipster, but like, I watched it and I was like, this isn't that good. That's kind of I, how I feel about Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, same. But, I, I'd much rather watch Breaking Bad than Game of Thrones. I think the story is more focused, and it has a better ending. I mean, I agree. However, I think I just... I think everybody said... I, literally, you can ha- not have a conversation with most people and then not say that Breaking Bad is one of the best shows ever. And I cannot disagree more on that. But... Regardless, oh no, man! You still have those controversial opinions on Friends. What? That it's actually not that great of a show. Yeah, I think that's the that's the hill you have to die on more than the Breaking Bad thing. I mean, um, I agree. Um, but I agree. What we're talking about However, this week is we're getting a Breaking Bad movie. We've known that for some time now, but the real surprise is it's filmed, it's done, and we have our trailer because it's dropping in October. Like, it's a whirlwind of, okay, talk about a secret filming project. So, the trailer in question um, clearly sets the stage that this movie will take place after the events of the show. Um, So, it's more or less just a slow zoom in on a character known as Stinky Pete. Um, Not Stinky Pete, that's a very different movie. Toy Story 2 combines with Breaking Bad. Skinny Pete, not Stinky Pete. Skinny Pete, who used to hang out um, with Aaron Paul's character named Jesse. So um, they're interrogating Jesse, not Skinny Pete, about Jesse, who used to make drugs with Heisenberg, Walter White. Uh, so they're interrogating him, just going, where is he, where is he? And he's like, even if I knew, I wouldn't tell you, but I don't know where he is. Um, and that's essentially all the trailer is um that being said as someone that has seen all of breaking bad i know i'll be checking it out as someone that's been out of the breaking bad realm for a little bit what did you think of the trailer josh i don't care <laughs> i'm sorry i like i could not be more indifferent to this than i already am i'm so sorry <laughs> will you watch any of it Maybe see, like it's weird because these days you can't even say. It. Maybe it's if it's on TV, I'll watch it. It's on but Netflix. Just, yeah, um, which I think Netflix a, is a better choice than theatrically. Oh yeah, I don't think anybody would see this in the theater. Well, okay, I'm not going to say that, but um, I don't know. Like maybe if I, you know, if I run out of other things to watch, which. I mean, that could happen. Now with Disney Plus, you're not going to run out of things to watch. 
That's true. I mean, because that's that. Well, I was just going through the the list list of shows I'm trying to watch because I'm watching Mindhunter right now. I need to catch up on on Young Justice. I need to catch up on Doom Doom Patrol. Um, Titans sure is coming up. I wouldn't say you need to, but make sure you have a refresher for Titans before next week. No, exactly. Um, I'll watch it just for completionist's sake. Um, I <laughs> hope. They don't just shoehorn Brian Cranston's Walter White into it somehow of surprise. He's not dead. We all know he's not dead. Um, okay. If the guns didn't do it, the cancer sure would did. If the cancer's real. True. That's always something that people have pointed out, but I, I think it is. Yeah, I dude, I know. Trust me, I watched the show, and I was just like, I don't get it. So I'm, I'm that weird guy that, that my favorite moment of Breaking Bad is when he tosses the pizza on the roof. <laughs> and it stays there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that'll about do it for non-D23 related news. As we said, our discussion is the D23 panel. So um, before we get into that, Josh, you got a sponsor for us this week? Uh, I've been really bad at sponsors lately, guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with KT Tape. I think we've done KT t- Tape before, but um, this stuff legitimately like, makes you together. Sense. Yeah, no, like, I, I joke about it sometimes. Like, I'm putting it on before a match or whatever. I'm like, I'm taping myself together before I go out there. But there, there's legit days where I'm legitimately taping myself together so I can walk. <laughs> the fun side of wrestling, guys. Yep, the side nobody else sees. Anyway. All right, well, that'll transition us to our D23 discussion. So it was over a couple days uh, out in California, and they had different panels about different things. But for this discussion, we'll talk about the stuff that I'm sure you guys primarily care about, uh, the Disney Plus panel and the Disney Films panel. So if you wanted to hear about the theme parks and how they're going to ruin Epcot, Sorry, go somewhere else. We're not going to complain about that here. I'm sure there's plenty of complaining everywhere else. Um, But first up, we will talk about the uh, Disney Plus part of it because I think this was the panel that was a lot better and presented a lot of interesting information going forward. You could tell that this was the focus for Disney going forward more so than the films. Um, but also we needed some of this information because Disney plus is right around the corner at November 12th. And I am very excited. Um, so they're differentiating themselves from Netflix really quick, right off the bat by, uh, instead of releasing whenever they have a new show, they will not be releasing it all at once. Like Netflix does of here's all of season three of stranger things. They will be following, um, the model some other streaming services have already been utilizing, like DC Universe, um, and they'll be releasing a new episode every week for their shows, which I think is a much better strategy because look at Netflix of Stranger Things, by far their most popular show. It drops July 4th. Everyone's done talking about it by July 11th. Um, whereas The Mandalorian... If that's coming out November 12th, the show won't end until maybe, what, mid-January? By then, you will have two months to build your audience for that finale and start getting word of mouth. 
it, it's to me, and that's one of the things I think I've liked about that DC Universe has done is that I can't watch the whole season right away. Yes, and people are like, a, but I like to binge. Um, you can still healthy. do that. You just have to wait till the season's done. Oh, I, it's one of the things I, I liked about DC Universe was that I didn't. I, like I couldn't watch every single episode. Like I couldn't binge. Which, if anything, DC Universe has taught me that binging is bad because I've, uh, I've come. Because you remember I've come, the Young Justice days? I do, but I will say I have started to appreciate the third season more because, like, I have to. Like, I had it to marinates. wait for the second half. Yeah, it marinates, and like I can go back and rewatch because I'm like, oh. The second half of the season's coming here in a couple of days. Let me refresh my memory. Like, I actually have that opportunity to do that. And it, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But also, for bringing people in, it's positive word of mouth. It's not, hey, check out this series. That's already done, and people have already talked about it, and there's plenty of spoilers out here. It's, hey, the season is two-thirds of the way done. You can still catch up, but then you won't have a lot of stuff ruined for you if you hop on now. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to prevent spoilers coming out. Yeah, I'm I'm very much okay with it being weekly. I like to binge just as much as the next person, but also maybe it's because I have DC Universe and I look forward to 9 a.m. Uh, every Tuesday when Young Justice comes out or noon uh, every Friday when Titans will come out. I yeah. I like having a set time. Maybe it's that old TV mentality. We're, we're regressing so, to too. old TV formulas. Um, but I like being able to um, have it a set time that I can look forward to my shows every week. Um, Disney Plus also said yeah. that they will not be hosting any R-rated content, which also differentiates so, them. Some people so, are thinking this is a bad idea. I also think this is a great idea. Because Disney knows what its brand is. It's targeted yeah. for families. And all those people are like, well, I'm not going to get it because it's all going to be family-friendly stuff. You you do realize Disney owns a very good chunk of Hulu. That's probably where their R-rated stuff's going to go. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... And they, they've already said that they're going to have a Disney Plus and Hulu bundle. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I've always said rated R doesn't make it better. Very, very true. Now, some tech aspects that get me super excited. The casual person's probably just like, whatever. Um, but yeah. all the programming on Disney Plus will be 4K and HDR. Oh, nice. Yes. So, maximum picture quality. Uh, they also said um, Dolby Vision as well. So, like, top picture quality. Um, offline download. It yes, they're they're gonna make sure it's the best possible viewing experience. And as someone that still collects physical media, this is a pretty big nail in the coffin that it's gonna be disappearing soon. Because you get physical media because you don't have to worry about internet uh, speeds. Yes, but like offline play is that has been the one thing that I, like a lot of apps haven't done like like hulu like i WWE mean I know network Universe, 
Yeah, dude. Every time that they send me a notification of like, "Hey, what can we do do better?" I that is Offline what I send. downloads. Uh, and they've improved the search function, which is good. But yeah, anyway, that's a whole yeah, other that's a whole other side tangent. More people need to do offline downloads. Um, yes, YouTube's got a good way of doing it. I like how YouTube has their offline downloads. Um, uh, which quick side tangent for those of you who remember YouTube Red slash YouTube Premium. That's all but dead. The YouTube has said oh, yeah. starting September 24th, any of the YouTube original series, Cobra Kai, uh, will now be available for everyone. Just if you don't have YouTube Red, you'll have to get it with commercials. Oh, darn. So, Josh, it's like, it's catch like, up on Cobra Kai. You'll really love it. <laughs> I have, dang it, I have no excuse now. <laughs> all right. Add um, the list. But going back to Disney+, Plus, I, as someone is a video person... I'm very much happy that it's coming in 4K. I, I've i made the switch to 4K rather recently, and it's hard to go back to that. Yeah. Go back to anything less than that. So to hear that they're going to be doing that off the bat, great. Um, yes. They've said on day one they'll have all the Pixar movies, which we already kind of knew. We saw the opening day lineup, if yeah. you will. Um, however, they did say all the Disney Channel shows and movies will be coming within the first calendar year. So if it's not their opening day, it'll be there within at least a year. So the question is, they say all Disney Channel shows and movies. Um, Does that include is, Disney XD? Well, yeah, that, that's my, that was going to be my question. Even Stevens. How far back are we going? And like how, like, you know, well, how we thorough is this going to be? Disney Channel is not as old as you think it is. So. I mean, I remember watching Disney Channel when I was in, like, I want to say, like, a little before middle school. But yeah, I think and Disney, the proper Disney Channel itself that you and I grew up on, that may have been an early to mid-90s creation. Mm, fair. It wasn't around in, like, the 70s or 80s, so. Yeah, Fair. Uh, but yeah, I'll, within yeah, a calendar year, we'll get the Even Stevens movie. We better get Famous Jet Jackson. Or um, somebody shared on Facebook that I was like, oh, if that's there, Disney's taking all my money. If it has like Out of the Box or uh, PB&J Otter. Screw that. Give me Buzz Lightyear of Star Command and the Tarzan TV show, and I am sold. Yeah, if they have Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, I, it's going to be very hard to get me out of the house. I will. I actually might cry. I won't lie to you. Yeah, that that's a show that still holds up, and I remember every word of the opening theme song to this well, day. Just, like, you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> YouTube. I know, but... Yeah, it's bad quality. Yeah, exactly. Well, it may not have been our target demographic, but one um, show that was immensely popular growing up on Disney Channel was Lizzie McGuire, played by Hilary Duff. We are now getting a reboot of uh, Lizzie McGuire with Hilary Duff reprising her role. Again, not the target demographic, but that's pretty cool. And if you grew up with Lizzie McGuire, I'm sure you're super excited right now. Well, Disney's doing this thing that because Raven has her has a show now too. Where's my Even they... Stevens with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, <laughs> well, because they did. Um, is it Boy Meets World? Yes, Girl Meets World. Yeah. Yeah, they did that, and then they did the Raven show, so it feels natural to do uh, Lizzie McGuire. Where's Corey in the house, too? <laughs> no, go away. <laughs> go, I have go to away. have my Corey in the house. Joke no, no, you don't. 
no, with no, time, guys. I realized Corey in the House is one of the worst Disney Channel shows ever made. Oh, dude, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, now, they also announced some more original content besides Lizzie McGuire reboot. Um, one that I didn't see you get a lot of press, primarily because it got overshadowed by like The Mandalorian and other stuff, is one that sounds relatively interesting called Encore, hosted by Kristen Bell. So uh, what will happen on this show is Kristen Bell will take uh, a group of theater kids that performed a play when they were in high school and finds them um, in their normal lives like 20 years later, and she brings them back to redo the play, essentially. Yeah. I'm like, that's a really interesting concept. I'd give that show a try. That sounds really interesting of not just, hey, reuniting your class 20 years later. It's reuniting your class to do the same production that we did before of do we still have what we had back then? Well, not just that, but like there's times that I look back at the plays that I I did in high school and I wish I could go back and, and do a better job. You know what I that like and I'm not saying like like that's the the um that's the feel going into this, but like I can see people being like, you know, hey, like it's been ten years. I've been in the industry for ten years. Like I've learned so much more. I wonder what I could bring to the character by doing it again now. Exactly. Um or if you're me, you don't call Dorothy dude in the Wizard of Oz. What what what? Why why not? That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I accidentally called Dorothy Dude. So proud. Yep. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be me. Um, and I'll be perfectly honest, the next announcement at for the Disney Plus panel is one of the things, besides The Mandalorian, this is the number two thing that I'm looking for, primarily because it's the closest thing. Um, Obi-Wan's not actually in production yet, so I'll be excited once it's in production. Um, I'm excited for Mandalorian, but then I'm excited for the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Oh my goodness. Did you see the trailer for it? No, I haven't. I, I, I've just been so busy. I haven't had a chance to go. But just, I, I think I saw a graphic for it or something. And I'm just, you know what? This is like, it, it feels like if Bill Nye was just hanging out with you at the airport. And, and he was sane? And was saying, yes, but like you were just like, hey, yeah, let's talk about stuff. But even then, it's not like Jeff Goldblum knows anything that he's talking about. It's literally, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's learn something together. Where does denim come from? Let's learn about tattoos. Oh, and dude. If anybody's zany and weird enough to make it work, it's Jeff Goldblum. Yes. It reminds I- me a lot of um, like Mike Rowe's Dirty Jobs. Yes. Of just like that was fantastic. Of like, let me discover something. Like a little bit of that mixed with um like dining drivers and dives with uh Guy Fieri of just like kind of this I'm your host. Let I don't know what's gonna happen. Let's learn something today, type of thing. Yeah. I and agree. I'm really excited for that actually. And the fact that Jeff Goldblum just makes everything better. Oh yeah. Uh, really quick side note. Um, I know you interacted with it on my Facebook, but uh, that you said learning something together, and I thought of that um, that video I posted of the new Blues Clues. Okay, we are allowed to take take a quick time out of guys. If you have not seen it, 
the two original hosts of Blue's Clues more or less officially passed the torch to the new guy, and oh. my heart has never been so full. It, it is, was it was so masterfully done. Oh my goodness. Like if you ever want to know how Show can successfully hand the torch to the next generation, that is how you do it. Like as soon as Steve was like, Hey, can I talk to my friend out there? I was like, Oh, don't don't you do it, Steve. Don't, don't you, you do, do this, this to me? To me. Oh, and so like too the the cool thing for me was like I did a lot of background information like research on Steve when he disappeared off from the show and like just to find like where he went, um and just so I know how much the show matters to him and to for him to come back was like a really big deal. So that's it was just cool, a really cool little moment, and I just thought about that when we were talking about. I hope I hope they make more occasional cameos. Yes. Not over, not overstaying their welcome, so Josh can do his thing. But yes, who who seems like a really, really cool dude. Yeah, he seems like a good replacement for Steve. Um, getting back to Disney Plus, what if Steve never left Blue's Clues? But speaking of what if, that's the animated series that we're getting on Disney Plus. More or less, taking a look at the different Marvel movies and seeing what if things were different by changing just one thing. So like the pilot episode, uh, I believe it's the pilot episode, or at least one of the episodes will be, um, what if Sharon Carter got the super soldier serum, which is incredibly hard to say, uh, instead of Steve Rogers. Um, We got some first looks at that, which unfortunately weren't released to the public. But what we did find out is there are going to be 23 episodes of this show. One episode for every MCU movie. Yes. yes. So they're doing it off of each MC the the MCU movie then. Yes. That would be the assumption, I suppose. Yes. Hmm. I'm very much That's, looking forward to the possibilities of this. Of like, um, what if Thanos succeeded at the end of Endgame? What if Thor wasn't worthy in Thor? Um, yeah. Or what if Iron Man 2 was good? Now, the one, this hasn't been confirmed yet. But there is some early rumors and speculation that one of the episodes may be Marvel Zombies. Ooh, let's let's go. Which is something that fans have wanted for a while. We got a slight taste of it in Spider-Man Far From Home, but um, it is exactly how it sounds. All the Marvel heroes and villains turn into zombies. I mean, why not at this point, right? I It just gets me thinking about, like, what are some cool what-ifs for each Marvel movie? I didn't think we'd get this many episodes, but the fact that we're getting one dedicated episode per movie, that's a great idea. And since it's animated, there's more... The cast is coming back to voice their respective characters. Well, yeah, there's that, and it's they can do more with these stories. Yes. Um, is there anyone without knowing um, what the what if scenarios will be? Is there any movies in particular that you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, let me think. You could go do Civil War and say, "What if Bucky didn't kill Stark's parents?" Mm. Or the very first Avengers movie. What if Hulk was the villain? Because that was the original plan. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, what else we got? 
Yeah, no, that's, that's there's a lot of really, really good stuff, man. Like, what if Hell uh, can like was able to keep control of Asgard? Um, Ooh, or play with stuff that we already were kind of expecting. Of what if Thanos did the snap for Death itself? Yeah, but a Death was more involved. Um, yeah, there's a lot of kind of stuff. There's a lot of cool possibilities that this show can go. Um, we also got some quick information about the other Marvel shows. We've got the we got some details about Falcon Winter Soldier, but not too much. The biggest being that um, Emily Van Camp's Sharon Carter is coming back. That's cool, I guess. Um, I mean, I like her character, but I kind of assumed already that she's coming back. I wish we got more Falcon Winter Soldier news, but we really didn't. Um, then we got some details about WandaVision, which... Yay. I've already been on the fence, but after what I've read from the panel, my interest kind of took a nosedive, if I'm being perfectly honest. So, yeah. Um, the creators of the show have described it as half MCU adventure... Half sitcom, and as soon as they said sitcom, I'm going, uh oh, yay! But then it gets better. Um, Kat Dennings, who's most known for Two Broke Girls, but she was also uh, Darcy in the first two Thor movies, will be reprising her role as Darcy for WandaVision. I hate that role for her. Oh, my goodness. And Randall Park from Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Asian Jim from The Office, will be reprising his role in WandaVision. And I'm just going, what what are we doing here, guys? What's the point? Yeah, as soon as they said Kat Dennings, I was like, oh, no. Because this is going to be hard for me to say. But if there's an MCU character that I hate more than Natalie Portman's Jane Foster, it's Kat Dennings' Darcy. She's so, like... She's she such like okay a... in the first one, but even then, she was a little overplayed. And then, especially in the Dark World. She's literally one of the reasons I hate the Dark World. She, oh, Her character's just frustratingly annoying and doesn't really have a purpose to exist in the MCU. Yeah, it's... Mm. But so my, my curiosity hasn't been fully tanked for the project yet, primarily because we know it's going to be a tie into uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So maybe um, it's her coping with the fact that Vision's actually dead, so she creates this um, her own reality that she can live in, that everyone's just fine and dandy and nothing ever dies here because she never really has got over the death of Quicksilver. So do not be surprised at all if Aaron Taylor Johnson returns as Quicksilver for this show. I'm putting it on record now. Um, so you're saying she's powerful enough to give her herself her own reality? Or are you saying that yes. she maybe, maybe she has like a psychotic break? Both. Okay. Of like, uh, she lives in this sitcom, which as soon as they said that, I just think, um, McGann from Young Justice. I can see that. Hello, Megan. Um, just like that. However, a detail that I've missed almost entirely, but gives me 
at least a little bit of hope is the teaser picture shows them kind of living in an idyllic like 1950s world and it's Paul Bettany not the vision uh like he looks like a human and they're she looks like she's in typical 1950s gear but their shadow in the background is the silhouette of them in gear um with him still in the stone in his head but she has a headpiece ooh that the silhouette Looks awfully familiar to her comic appearance. That would be cool. Because, I, as you pointed out before, she really hasn't gone by the name Scarlet Witch yet. She's just Wanda Maximoff. Exactly. She And she's never really explored her powers either. Yeah, so she this, like, this could when, be when the Quicksilver, for that. Yeah, because when Quicksilver dies and she disintegrates them, like all, all these, like... Uh, Ultron bots, like, oh, okay, we could just, pull, you know, not define your powers and we'll just do whatever we want with you, I guess. Because yeah. where was that in, where was that in Endgame? She almost beat Thanos single-handedly in Endgame. Yeah, but... He had to bring down his whole army to stop her. I know. This, she could disintegrate things. Why didn't she do that with the whole army? Come on now. Anyway... Okay, this is so, this is what you get when you don't define someone's powers. True. Um, and last up for the Marvel announcements were three shows that I, if you told me to pick three Marvel characters to get their own Disney Plus shows, never in a million years would I have guessed three, these three. We are getting a She-Hulk, a Moon Knight, and a Miss Marvel series all on Disney Plus. That I think this is great. Um. My big question is the whole She-Hulk thing because um, I thought Universal had the distribution rights to anything Hulk-related. Maybe not. I, I, I well, She-Hulk is her own. <laughs> She-Hulk is her own animal. <laughs> um, she it's not is, just Hulk, but like characters in the Hulk verse, I guess. Maybe, but I don't know if she counts. I'm not really sure. But yeah. regardless, it's about time we got She-Hulk. It's about time we got Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, which some people are concerned. It's like, well, if we're not going to get R-rated stuff, then Moon Knight's ruined. I'm like, is it though? You can do Moon Knight without necessarily having to be rated R. Oh, I completely agree. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been singing that tone to, uh, tune for how long? Very true. Um, who would you cast as She-Hulk? <laughs> Perfect world, China. Yeah, um, I feel like that was something that was always thrown around there. Um, but she, we can't. So um, yeah, uh, what's her face? That's going to be in the Mandalorian. Um, that was supposed to be one one. I feel like at one point. That I believe uh, was also the big um, bruiser in the first Deadpool, the Colossus fights. Oh, her? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Now, Perfect. Moon Knight, I'm not even going to pretend to know a whole lot about Moon Knight. It's one that I'm going to have to do research on. I don't really know who to cast for that. Um, um, think, uh, Batman meets Deadpool. Yeah. I've heard he's like a Marvel ripoff of 
Batman. But he's, Except he's white funny. instead of black. Yeah. And Miss Marvel, I know even less about. Yeah, same. I don't. I just know I she's know. like the first Pakistani superhero, which I'm just like, that's awesome, cool, bringing all kinds of people to the table here, like we did with Black Panther. What you could do if you did a Blue Beetle movie. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So I did. I, I, you know, I like doing stuff live every now and then. Uh-oh. Um, internet obviously is always about that fan casting. So names like. Taryn Egerton and Stephen Amell and Carl Urban are being thrown around for, for Moon Knight. I will shut down Carl Urban because he was in Thor Ragnarok. Yes, I agree. Uh, but I would be down for Taryn. For, for Taryn. Nah, Red Hood, man. Um, Red Hood or well, bust. Definitely, definitely not Stephen Amell then because he definitely isn't a funny guy. What is your deal with Stephen Amell, man? I don't know. He's just his acting in in um in Archer, not Archer. Yeah, it's this stuff in Arrow is fine. I have more issue with Ninja Turtles, but that's a whole other story. I just yeah, in 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 Arrow, I find him so wooden and and boring. I don't blame him for that though. I blame CW. Um, I agree because that is not that is not at all who Oliver Queen is supposed to be. True. Um. So last up for the Disney Plus stuff was Star Wars news, and we got three big pieces of information. Some we knew, um, most of which we knew, but we got some actual footage of some other stuff. Um, So they announced that, uh, I believe it's season seven now, season seven of The Clone Wars will be coming February 2020 to Disney+. Plus. Awesome. I know people have been wanting closure on The Clone Wars. Find out what happens to Ahsoka. Find out what happens to everyone else. I hope that whenever Clone Wars ends, it ends like the original 2D animated Clone Wars of it literally ends right as Revenge of the Sith is starting. Yes. the With Grievous capturing Palpatine? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay, okay. that scene in the 2D animation was fantastic. Um, yes. And the only teaser um, image they submitted with this um, new Clone Wars season is... Ahsoka having a stare down with Darth Maul, to which I'm going, oh. Oh, that would be something I would pay to see. Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? Absolutely. Um, so my questions here are uh was it the 2D or the the or this the 3D one that had issues with episodes being out of order? Uh the 3D. Was the 3D? Yeah, what we're <laughs> current the what we currently are in for Clone Wars. Okay. Cuz that was always the issue that that, that Yeah, they're that like the episodes themselves are hit or miss and they're also kind of out of order like you need to look at a cheat sheet to if you want to watch them yeah. in order. Which uh yes, I would like to watch them in order please. But yeah, yeah. I, which I never understood. I never ever understood that kind of that thinking of presenting a TV show in that way. Um but whatever. Uh it would be interesting. Uh, the, so I've seen Let's bits and pieces of the Clone Wars. Um, I, I'll probably watch the whole thing once it's on yeah, Disney+. It's, Plus. It's, good. It's, it's a good show. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and I've I, heard it is. My dad has seen the whole thing. He really he attests to it. Yeah, and I think um, having watched that uh, and seeing the relationship between um, Ahsoka and Anakin grow, 
it, it makes Rebels kind of a little bit more emotionally imp- impactful. Yes, that season two fight between the two is still one of the best storytelling fights. I think there's actually more emotion Absolutely. there than Obi Wan versus Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Yes, we uh, we yeah no I agree. Um, so then we got some stuff that was already confirmed uh, last week with the Obi Wan stuff, which it kind of makes me wish that news hadn't come out because how much more excited would that have press conference been um, if that was the big announcement that. Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan, which also I am mad at you, Ewan McGregor. I've seen the highlights of when he comes out on stage. He did not say hello there to start off. That would have been the perfect way to return. Uh, that's how I'll open the first trailer. No, it'll. I could see the first trailer just being like uh, the back of the head, like silhouette, um, just views of Tatooine, and then slow fade in on his hooded face and that's it. Eh, I would hope for a little bit more. Or just some some narration just like old Ben or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Now, can we talk about the thing I'm really excited about? Are you excited for the Mandalorian trailer? I am so excited for the Mandalorian. You have no idea. Yeah, like if I the wasn't, Mandalorian looks oh my special. Goodness. If I wasn't excited about it before, now with this trailer, holy but Jesus, am I excited about it. Also featuring everyone's favorite supporting character known as Taika Waititi. <laughs> He's voicing that like, droid that looks like IG-88. Oh, man. It's oof, oof. So, okay, what what are some takeaways you got from this trailer outside of, like, the really cool moments? In all honesty, um, I got a, if Dread was set in the Star Wars and was a Western. Yes, I got very, like, strong Western vibes. Which I'm sure that was what they're going for, but. Yes. It felt Star Wars, but not. Which I really appreciate. Yeah, like if Trugit was in the future. Also, I love that we never heard the Mandalorian speak. Yes, that is one of my favorite things that happened in the in the movie. Um, they just kind of showed us what the Mandalorian could do. All, um, I just there's so many good things about this trailer. I love when um, one of his people are escaping and he draws them back in through the door, and it looks like the dude's gonna get chopped in half by the door. Yes. Oh, man, I popped so hard for that. Honestly, it's a weird thing to get excited for, but the thing that I popped the most for in the trailer was seeing Carl Weathers. <laughs> Looking like Fair an enough. old Lando, even though he's not Lando. Yeah. Um, the droid with... Uh, IG-82, I think. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like got one gun behind him and one in front of him, and they're, he's just like circling around shooting things. Oh, that was super cool. Like and just some of the scenery in this, it looks incredible too. Like it definitely shows that Disney Plus is not going to skimp on their TV shows. Like they're bringing the quality. So, um, I'm not seeing a lot of people report this, but I want to make sure that I get out in front of this and put this on the record before a lot of people do. I don't think it'll be season one. The show's already been renewed for a second season. I don't think it'll be in season one. But keep in mind that this show does take place after the events of Return of the Jedi. I'm putting this on record now that I think the Mandalorian is how we get Boba Fett reintroduced into the world. 
I I completely agree. I don't think Boba Fett is the Mandalorian, like the guy under the mask, but I see Boba Fett appearing in this world in the not-too-distant future. No, I completely agree. Oh, it's, I, I, I love this trailer so much. Oh, dude, it just does so much for me. Like, it's, it's not like mature audiences only, like hard R, but it's definitely... Can clearly tell it is a show not aimed for kids. It is targeted for adults, not like inappropriate for kids. But this is going to be a darker Star Wars show, and I like that. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be something a little bit more intense, which is great. It's that's totally. It is Star Wars after all. Yes, and like it. Honestly, if we get, like, a shot of a bunch of bounty hunters riding horses, like, at each other in a battle, like, that'll just complete the whole Western idea, and that's all I need, you know? Or just imagine um, the end of season one, the the tease for, um, the tease for next season is the Mandalorian opens a chest, and it reveals either Jango Fett's blaster or Boba Fett's backpack. Ooh. Ooh. Or he he delivers a a chest to a tavern and Oh, Maz, like Return of the uh, like um Force Awakens. Mhm. Maz comes out and that and like she so they connect it in the sense of he's the one that gives her the chest that has the lightsaber in it. Or because it because he's a Mandalorian Already, um, one of the big artifacts that's uh, important to the Mandalorian people, the dark saber. Ooh, okay. Because he saw Sabine have it a couple times in Star Wars Rebels. I would very much be okay with seeing a live action version of a dark saber. Oh yeah, or just any like uh, vibro blades would be cool too. That being said, I we can wait for a dark saber to season two. I'm I'm if there's not a single lightsaber. In this show, I'm fine with that. Oh, absolutely. No lightsabers, please. There shouldn't have been lightsabers in Solo, but there was. Well, that's what I was saying. That's why I was saying vibroblades, because then you can have, you can give, um, you know, bounty hunters and gangsters another kind of, like, bladed weapon that's not a lightsaber. True. Um, so that was the Disney Plus panel. So now we'll kind of briefly go into the um, film panel, which I will fully admit I was kind of let down with this panel. It was not nearly as good as I was expecting. They kept typing it up of there's going to be some major announcement. There's going to be, uh, if, if you thought um, Disney Plus's panel was amazing, wait till you see this. And it it really wasn't. It was a lot of stuff that we already knew um, with one or two surprises, but nothing to the level of Obi-Wan and Mandalorian um, yeah. But there's still a lot of newsworthy stuff to go over nonetheless. I um, feel like we went into pretty exhaustive detail with Rise of Skywalker, uh, but they did release a poster, which... I love that I love poster. the poster. I, I love that people are making fun of it for the Palpatine in the background because the Palpatine, <laughs> it was... People found out that it's actually a picture of a toy and not the actual Palpatine. Uh, but yeah, great. I love the poster. I think it looks fantastic. Yes. It's... it's, it's 
actually like drastically different to what we're norm what what a normal Star Wars trailer uh, sorry poster would be. Yeah, I don't think that'll be the final one. I'm I'm holding no. out hope that we get a nice Drew Struzan one closer to the movie's release, like we have with yeah. um, Force Awakens with Last Jedi. I just like those classic looking Star Wars posters well, that have all I, three I on think, my wall. I think you almost have to now because every movie up to this point has had one. And hopefully once this movie's done, we get a nice like compilation poster of all nine movies. That would be cool too. Um, so yeah, that was the Star Wars panel was very, very short. They just brought the cast out, um, showed the footage that was released on Monday. It was, it was kind of weird. Um, that was disappointing. Marvel was even more disappointed. They really did not, um, did, they did, did not bring their A game. And maybe the whole Spider-Man thing kind of threw off some of the announcement plans they may have had, uh, but they did not want to talk anything about Spider-Man. You could tell that was the big elephant in the room. Um, the only real big Marvel announcements was uh, Black Panther 2 officially got announced, and it's coming May 2022, but we kind of knew that. They just said it's Black Panther 2. They did say it will have a um, subtitle, but they didn't say what it was. Fingers crossed that it's still going to be the rumored title of Black Panther Two Kingdoms. That would be mm, Wakanda be and then Namor, who got referenced in Endgame. Oh, true. Holy crap. But I don't... Mm, that Being that close to the release of Aquaman 2, I don't know if they want to go down the Atlantis route. Yeah, I... Mm. That if you don't want, like, because I know DC and Marvel are definitely trying to not look like they're copying each other. Um, but it's going to be difficult now once we get closer, more and more into their their backstories. Yeah. Um, so leading up to the event, we had heard that Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones may be cast in the MCU. Well, that officially got confirmed at D23 as he was added to the already expansive cast of the Eternals as a character called Black Knight. Um, some people were super excited. I am so completely indifferent. It's not even funny. Um, so Black Knight is one of those characters I never thought would ever exist on a movie screen. Um, I know nothing about this character, and I know very, very little. Um, the the first comics I ever had were some that my uncle gave me, some Avengers Avengers comics that he gave me, and in one of them, Black Knight is in it, and he's like riding like a black version of Pegasus huh. while they fight like some intergalactic being or whatever. And it's like, don't get me wrong, it's a cool character. It just like. <laughs> When you have characters like Iron Man and, you know, Captain America and Hulk and uh, having a guy ride a big Pegasus-like horse feels a little weird. Yeah, I – some people are just like, oh, no, Marvel still goes strong. I think there's going to be some kind of dwindling interest because um, the people – that people love and care about in the MCU are gone. I hated him, but there's a lot of people in the MCU that uh, loved Iron Man. He's gone. I love Captain America. He's gone. Um, Thor may only have a movie or two left in him. 
and to be honest, the newer characters, except for Spider-Man, I don't care about as much. Doctor Strange is cool, but he's not nearly on the same level as Iron Man or Cap or Thor. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch is cool, but she's no Black Widow. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe now that they have a spotlight, they'll they'll show the rise of the occasion, but the Eternals... Some people are saying, comparing it to the original Guardians of the Galaxy. If we haven't, we never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before, um, but we all ended up really liking that. And I'm just like, I, I hope that's true. But I'm so indifferent about the whole Eternals project, maybe because I don't know anything about it. But I'm just, I don't know. Nothing I'm hearing about it, and maybe I just need a trailer, some official pictures. But nothing I've heard about so far has got me super excited for it. And the whole Kit Harrington casting is just so meh to me. Because maybe it's just because I've seen him in only Game of Thrones. Uh, and I know I'm going to get some flack for this. I think he was really just not that great in Game of Thrones. I don't, yeah, no, I don't think he, he's, I don't see him as much. I, I was very underwhelmed with his Jon Snow. I thought his performance is very just meh. And maybe that's supposed yeah. to be the character of Jon Snow, but I was kind of disappointed with that. So I'm going to give Marvel the benefit of the doubt. They seem to be putting a lot of eggs in this Eternals basket. So I'll just have faith that they know what they're doing. Um, but on the flip side, I'm very much excited for the Black Widow movie. I believe it should have come out several years earlier, but now that it's finally happening, it's still cool nonetheless. Um, so we got some more overall information about the movie. They said that we will actually find out what happened in Budapest that time in a flashback scene. Cool. Yeah, I guess. A little fan servicey, but I can dig it. Um, it'll take place after Captain America's Civil War, so before Infinity War. Fine with me. She may have a white suit this time around. Very intrigued by that possibility. Uh, we also got a better look at the main villain, who will be Taskmaster. I've heard some very interesting rumors who may be under the mask, but I'm not going to go into that here. And we got a good look at uh, Stranger Things' David Arbor as the Red Guardian, who, um, if you haven't seen the pictures, just basically picture the Captain America suit, except red instead of blue. And he's the Russian Captain America. Doesn't he have, like, a beard? Yes, he does. I mean, but even, like, bigger than normal Hopper beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm i I'm so much of a, like, a trailer guy. Like, it just, like, I don't really care the until I see it. should be soon, because this movie's May. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, that's about it for Marvel. Marvel, in contrast to what they brought at Comic-Con this year, I don't think they brought their A-game for D23. And maybe the whole Spider-Man thing threw them for a loop, and they were just trying to keep the press to a minimum for that. I'm not sure. Um, then they segued it to some of their live-action stuff. So they briefly talked about Jungle Cruise, which has rap filming. It's actually done. It feels like that movie has been in production forever. Uh, but that movie's done. They talk briefly about Maleficent. Nothing too big there. Uh, and then they dropped the first official look at Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille in the upcoming Cruella DeVille spinoff movie. I still think this is a horrible idea. Um, 
But in terms of look, Emma Stone looks pretty good as Cruella Deville. Oh yeah, like the look, look alone, like I would love to see her in this. It's I didn't even like know seventies punk rock is how they described it. Yeah, like I can barely tell it's Emma. Um, and we said a few weeks back that she was one of our favorite actresses today. They've said it will be set in the seventies. Um, that being said, I'm still having a really hard time getting on board with this because you're making a spinoff movie about a woman that skins puppies. And trying to make her relatable. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It just, it doesn't. It's why, to me, like, uh, uh, Maleficent hasn't really worked. Yeah. And the box office projections for the second Maleficent aren't very pretty. I will say that. But, yeah, we'll never understand these Disney villain spinoff movies, but they keep making them. But I'm willing to to see what direction they go. I like Emma Stone a lot. I like the look that they're going for for this. But again, skins puppies for coats. How are you going to make a movie out of that? Um, Without making it 101 Dalmatians. Which, don't touch that classic. Glenn Coase already nailed that role. Exactly. Um, so then they segued it into talking about Pixar. So they talked about um, two of their upcoming movies with Onward and Soul. One of these movies um, I've been very critical of, and then the other one I was more open to. Now, having heard a little bit more about the stories of the two, I'm actually really excited for both of these. So Onward is the one with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, um, which Chris yeah, that was note- the one that. The trailer looked kind of wonky, didn't it? Yeah, that, I'll get into that in a second. But um, so Tom Holland was there amidst all these Spider-Man um, things and divorce between Sony and uh, the MCU. Tom Holland is just kind of that awkward kid that is stuck in the middle of it. But he, after the panel, he said, "I know it's been a crazy week, but I just want to say I love and appreciate you all, and I love you all three thousand. And that was his last thing before he left the stage. So, oh. thanks for breaking our hearts there, Tom. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, but he yes, and Chris yes. Pratt are going to be playing brothers who the story details that we learned are these two brothers recently lost their father. And so they're trying to um, find this magic wand that can bring their father back. Oh, okay. And I'm going, That's kinda cool. that sounds like a very emotionally heavy story, much more emotionally heavy than we get from that trailer. Uh, and so apparently yeah. they get like half the spell right. So they get their father's lower half and they're on a mission to get his upper half. Weird, but okay. Which I can imagine that being the butt of a lot of jokes. Get out of here. Uh, but apparently Look, they showed the first know, eight you know minutes what? to if the people that were live in the audience and it went over really, really well. So maybe they just need to fire their trailer person because the movie may actually be great. Look, dude, all I know is if the movie is as good as the trailer, sorry, as bad as the trailer would let us to believe on, I don't think they have a leg to stand on. Oh, you mean like Good Dinosaur? I was trying to keep up with the lower half jokes, and it just didn't work. It can't be any worse than Good Dinosaur Cars 2. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, you're wrong. 
Um, another one that we were excited about the concept, and I think it could still be very interesting, but it's not the direction that I thought they were going to go, is Soul. So Soul is about um, souls in a, more or less a school for souls, of all things. Um, how you receive your soul and stuff like that. And so the main character will be a middle school band teacher that his dream was always that he wanted to be a jazz a professional jazz player, but he had to give up on that dream just because of different situations in life. Um, and that will be voiced by Jamie Foxx. That makes me very interested to see how they bring all these big existential questions with jazz and everything else. But the big thing that I'm scratching my head with, but also, okay, I'm here for this, is the music for this movie will be done by Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross. Oh, 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 okay, cool. Which, yeah, that's fine. Everything's um, fine. They're actually really good with uh, scores because they did their own cover of um, the Halloween score. It never made it into any movies or anything, but these guys are pretty good composers too, as well as musicians. So there's a lot of potential for this soul movie. There's There seem to be asking a lot of big questions, and I don't know how they're going to pay it all off, but I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm just going to wait for a trailer and before I have any kind of opinion. And then they wrapped up the panel with Disney Animation proper, in which case they only really talked about two movies. Um, one that they just announced for the first time at the panel called Raya and the Last Dragon, which is essentially a um, young warrior looking for the last dragon on Earth, and then when she finds it, it's not quite what she was expecting. Um... Josh, how are you feeling about a um, young warrior teaming up with the dragon? Gee, we haven't seen this movie before. It sounds right up your alley. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just kind of figured you were all about anything dragon or young people related. Well- I haven't seen much about this, but at the same time... Well, that's because it was just announced. Yeah, I know. But, like, this sounds literally just like How to Train Your Dragon. Maybe we just don't have many early story details, but I don't think it'll be a How to Train Your Dragon knockoff just because way too much time has passed between the first How to Train Your Dragon. If they were going to copy How to Train Your Dragon, they would have done it by now. You'd think that, but they... uh, they waited until this series was done. So we think. No, I'm pretty sure. We hope. Uh, And then they closed out the panel with Frozen 2, um, which they teased some very interesting things. They said um, that this movie will revolve around a lot of the questions that didn't get answered in the first time around. So, like, why Anna has powers but not Elsa? What happened to the parents? just the whole family backstory. And we will actually see and hear from the mom, uh, who will be, be voiced by Evan Rachel Wood. They also cast Sterling K. Brown as um, some military man. I'm I'm still kind of on the fence about Frozen 2. That first trailer was amazing. Yeah. So I kind of hope it's still in that adventurous spirit. I guess. I, let's. You don't I, seem I, sold. 
I'm not sold in general on this at all. Um, but I have seen enough from the trailers that, you know what? I might, I might not make an effort to see it in theaters, but I definitely will make an effort when, once it comes out, on Disney like I'm going to see, I'm definitely going to try to see it, but you know, yeah, Disney plus or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think there's a lot of interesting story possibilities. I'm still not quite giving up hope that the parents may in fact be alive. Oh, I agree. And it's not the Tarzan theory. No, just like something else. Uh, any other things you want to double back on before we wrap up or anything you feel like we may have missed from D23? No, man. I think we're, we've kind of gone through in a lot of detail. Yeah, I feel like we have. Um, that's about it. What were some of your biggest takeaways from D23 this year? Let us know in the comments below. We always like hearing from you guys. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to the podcast on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether that's uh, iTunes, Google Podcast, YouTube, uh, Google Play, whatever it is. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on the main YouTube channel at Uncharted Media. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals. <laughs>